Okay, here we are then with Lee Charles, um, fantastic martial artist, um, great guy, and then obviously very famous now, especially for <laughs> Gangs of London, which has had hit reviews all over the country, all over the world. Uh, I binge watched it, I think, in, in two or three days, and yeah, it was just awesome. So, how are you, mate? You're right. I'm I'm really good, really really good. I mean, um, life's been a bit crazy this this last couple of weeks since the since the the series landed. Yeah. Um, I've been inundated with messages and you know just so much positive feedback off the off the back of gangs. It's been, yeah. you know, it's been phenomenal. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I'm I'm good. And sort of, I know this this lockdown's all a bit crazy, but <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying the the downtime and getting to spend as much time as I can with my son and sort of recharging my batteries uh, for for when we all resume back to. It's not going to be normality, but when we resume back to, to doing what we... we Some resemblance of normality. Yeah, resemblance of what we did before, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Every single person that I've, I've spoken to, like, doing this whole martial view thing, um, everyone has said that they've kind of enjoyed a bit of the downtime compared to their whole hectic lifestyle before. Like, it's obviously yeah. awful what's going on, but for them, it's like, yeah, it's just a little bit of calm yeah. time, process. <clears throat> I think people need to realise, you know, you're never going to have this again. You know, it's it's like being back at school and having six weeks holiday. You know, it <laughs> is. Holidays, yeah. You know, it is, and you sort of like, and I think it's given people time to. Um, I mean, you know, you've you've got you you got your different different types of people, haven't you? But I think the the people that strive to be something else and be more themselves, it's given them time to sort of like sit there and be creative and think. You know, what yeah. do I need to do? What you know, once this is all over, you know, what steps do I need to take to to push forward and to excel myself, you know, cause we all go a bit, we all go a bit stale um, yeah. with what we do. We all get into, into a routine and we all end up sort of, you know, every now and then you have a spike and you go, right, I need to change this, I need to change that. Yeah. Whereas, you know, now you've sort of had, you know, what is it, we're into our eighth week, is it, I think it is. Yeah. So we're into our, you know, coming to the end of the eighth week of, of being in lockdown. And I, I just think, you know, for me, you know, I know what I want to do, where I want to go after it, you know, yeah. what, what I'm going to chase, where I'm going to go forward. And I think it's just, you know, I've, I've loved having the time with my boy, you know, and, yeah. you know, and spending, you know, I'm just spending really, really quality time with him and, and, and seeing him grow into, you know, this, this young boy. He's gone from this, like, baby to this young boy, like, really quick. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's been phenomenal. I'm still, still training, still doing the things I like to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a lot more time. The amount of time that people have, I've been sort of I've I've spoke to during this lockdown that I've sort of no not so not like fell out of touch with but you just you're that busy you just don't have a chance to do it and I've sat here and you know like like we're having a conversation now and I've just had so many conversations with people and it's yeah, just cool. been it's been really good to to reconnect uh, you know as as you know from my social media I'm quite antisocial and you know <laughs> just, <laughs> I just I just like sort of my own world I like to to, to yeah. sort of but I've reconnected with, with you know with with a lot of the guys I used to fight for Great Britain with, and yeah. a lot of the guys I used to fight in the circuits with. And I've had you know some of some of the guys that I work and film with. I've been I've been reconnecting with them and speaking to them. Um, since gangs have come out, I've had like so many celebrities like message me over the, over that scene and stuff. And, yeah, and it's just been yeah. nice. I've sort of like rekindled relationships with 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 people and reconnected with them and stuff. And then I've had this influx of of new people like getting touch because yeah. of because of gangs. So, I mean, for me, you know, it's just, you know, it's, 
I think you you you've got to make make the most of uh, of a negative situation, and you've got to yeah. look you've got to look for the positives in it. I think if you sit there and and dwell on it, you know you're going to end up in this oblivion of spiral, don't um, you? Yeah, you are, and you know <clears throat> you know drinking and and everything else, and you know I just I just think for me, you know, it's been the longest Sunday in the history of ever. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like this last eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. Been one big I did my online training the other day and I said it was Thursday for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and everyone was like, it's Wednesday. Right. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, you just got to use this, uh, use this time as a positive and, and also, you know, I think it's, you know, for me, I've had a lot of time to reflect on things and, mm -hmm. You know, think things that have gone on in the past, and obviously, you know, think things that are go, going on at, at the moment at the, at the current situation. And then, you know, what where where I want to go to, how I want to plan to to get get to where I'm going. Um, and it's just just been great. It's it's, it's been really good to, to have the opportunity to do it. I mean, I know it's a bad. We're in this bad 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 time, but I don't think anyone. You know, if you haven't used this time to be creative and to be productive and I, I think you've probably wasted like the most important time of your life yeah. you know because because we're all sat there you can sit there and dwell and say you know obviously us actors and martial arts instructors and stuff you know we're all self-employed and it's been quite yeah. tough but then you just go do you know what let's 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 move forward let's think about you know productively what we want to do um and just plan for it and, that, and that's all I've done you know I've, I've used the time constructively and Hopefully, at the end of all this madness, my my, my plan will, will come out and I'll be running like Ren and Stimpy and take over the world. <laughs> Amazing, cool. Yeah, we want to hear more about that then. Let's start way, way back then when you first started training then. So we'll go right back to the start. Um, yeah. What got you started training in the first place? So why? Uh, well, for me, it's the whole cliche of, you know, Bruce Lee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, I, was, I was five years old, uh, my nan and my granddad. Excuse me. Were the first first people in the family to get a VHS recorder. So for the, for the, for those listening to this who don't know what a VHS recorder was, it was probably about this big. And when you press rewind, the whole house shook. Um, it, but they were the first people to get it. It was on like a, a remote control with a wire and stuff. And the first two films that the, the whole family come round to watch and, and share this like this moment together. It was like, oh my god, this technology. The, the, the first two films that we got from. Uh, from an old video shop called the Jolly Roger right. was um, The Big Boss Bruce Lee and Monty Python and the Holy Grail that's they a good the, that's a good two films to start yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah so they were the first two films so I'm five he stick the big boss on boom that's it I'm obsessed <laughs> just you know I just like it was just you, you got this like charismatic Chinese guy on, on, on the screen doing stuff that I'd never ever seen done before and I think you know it, it's probably like the kids watching like I don't know you know growing up watching Power Rangers and watching all stuff now and we I just had this like iconic guy that was in front of me and um, I remember there's a scene where Bruce comes into the house and there's loads of blood on the floor and he slips and at that time my mum said I was sick so it was obviously the size of the blood and stuff yeah. um, but it didn't it didn't put me off and i just become i literally for from that day become so obsessed with bruce lee um you know i was quite lucky to to grow up in the era that i did and you know it, you know coming from 
like the the seventies into the eighties. Bruce Lee was still massive. He was like he was everywhere. You know, you know every you know growing up every martial art magazine. I mean, it was probably still like that until martial art magazine stopped a few years ago. You know, every magazine that you picked up, he was still on the front cover. He's the most iconic martial artist and the most influential martial artist that's yeah. ever lived. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was just like, you know, all my mates were getting mongoose BMXs. I'm walking around in kung fu suits and slippers with rubber nunchakers on the inside. And Good man. I, just, I was just obsessed. So my dad's put me into uh, karate, Shotokan karate. Uh, yeah. back, back when I used to train, you didn't have the variety that you've got nowadays. Yeah. So now, you know, everyone's just spoiled. And not just spoiled in terms of being able to go to clubs, but spoiled in terms of this, you know, the internet and sure. having the accessibility to be able to to research stuff, you know, we had to buy magazines, books, you know, you know, you, you were going out there every week getting DVDs, Channel O'Brien, Project A, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Story. you know, we learned from watching and then you go out and batter your mates outside, you know, it was like, <laughs> that, 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 that's all, all we had. Um, but I started in Shotokan uh, and I did, I did Shotokan for a few years and years and years. Um, I got my black belt in Shotokan and stuff. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, you know, I was, I was quite lucky because my dad's, my dad had uh, my dad was a bodybuilder and he used to do karate as well. Okay. So like my the people that I was around were like Terry O'Neill, yeah, you know, well, yeah. the great Terry O'Neill, yeah. um, who I, who until I was about twenty three I didn't even speak to because I was that in awe of who he sure, was. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, and my my, my Sifu, uh, Master Brian McKinney. So I had you know these you know uh, these like karate guys and kung fu guys and and everything around me. Um, and back then, you didn't have that variety. You know, I think it was you either did, I think it was like karate or judo. Um, I think there was like limited uh, traditional trad uh, jujitsu schools, yeah. the old Japanese, the Japanese style. Um, and then as it, as it sort of progressed and developed, sort of taekwondo schools come in. Uh, if you wanted to do kung fu, you, you, you know, ninety percent of the time you were going to Chinatown. You were having to to go sure. to. You know, there's a guy over in Liverpool called I think it's Jimmy Chan, who's a friend of my dad's, who, who run a, a place over there. So I was, I was like, I had this, you know, I had all this around me. You know, all all these people around me. You know, I'd go to I go to Terry's um, shop in Liverpool, and out out in the back, I'd be there as a little kid, and you go in, there's like ninja stars and swords <laughs> and everything everywhere. But then it was this like it, it was like you know you could watch like an old eighties kung like old karate movie or kung fu movie. And you'd have this shop front, and then the door would open. It was a dojo in the back. Yeah, yeah. And all the guys, you know, in the middle of the day screaming. And yeah. I was just like fascinated as a kid. You know, I was just like like taking my back. So yeah, so you know, I started off with that, and then I slowly progressed, and um, I sort of, and I never set out to do karate. Like I love, I love, I love karate. It's given me my foundations for who I am and what I want to do. But I always wanted to do kung fu because Bruce Lee did kung fu. Sure. Um, so when my dad's, uh, when my dad's friend, uh, Master McKinney, he was my my seafood for many years. When he when he set up um, the Chinese Wushu Research Institute, so I went over there and made the transition into into Chinese martial arts and started learning the Wushu and stuff. Um, and then yeah, I just you know I, I I was obsessed with Bruce Lee. I used to read all his books. I used to buy, I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got thousands of books. I used to buy anything and anything. I used to read it. It didn't matter what martial art was on. Um, because I, I read, Bruce Lee once said, uh, take what's useful and discard yeah. the rest. Yeah. So for me, I literally took that as for me. <laughs> that was my life. So it was like, 
you know, it was like, right, I'm going to do this system. I'm going to try this this system. You know, and I, you know, I've probably, you know, I've, I've got my belt in taekwondo, karate, Shotokan karate, kenpo karate, um, kickboxing, sport karate, um, wushu. Yeah, I don't know something else. So, so like for the, for the whole the whole time, I just used to train, and I've done like a boxing and Thai boxing and the sand art. I just for me, I try to do everything I could possibly do, mm-hmm. and just and just take the essence of of what I was able to adapt to with, with yeah. within that system, and then bring it in. You know, and then obviously, you know, as my career went, I, I was I was one of the youngest ever uh, BKA sort of quest for champions champions the the so um i literally my 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 instructor come up and sort of went right you graded on the day <laughs> and threw me in the seniors and then i remember end up, i was like fighting this guy and in my head it was like a comic book like moments this guy's like massive and i'm just like teenager standing there in front of him and i was like 11 stone i was wet just had this like <laughs> big end sink justin timberlake hair nice um and he was like, I think he was like a four, four, fifty degree. Um, and I beat him, you know, I went on to, to, to beat him in the final and stuff. And uh, and then I sort of got got a, uh, I sort of liked the, the, the competitive side. I was never naturally gift, gifted uh, in martial arts. I always worked. My, my work ethic was always to, to work as hard as I can. Um, and then I just started competing in kickboxing. Sort of like made the transition. I think every, I think, Everyone made the transition over to kickboxing, sort of in the late eighties, early nineties, and um, you know Van Dam changed everything, didn't he? You know, as soon as Van Dam come on, come onto the screen, everyone wanted to be a kickboxer and do the yeah, box head kicks, yeah, and throw helicopter, you know, three sixties. Um, so I made the transition to kickboxing, and then I sort of got quite good at that, um, and then I went on to fight for Great Britain and stuff, ended up winning six world titles. Um, and yeah, you know, just you know, although I was I was known for for my kickboxing, um, my recognition in kickboxing is what I was known for, and my fighting and stuff. Yeah. But my my love for traditional art is massive, massive. You know, I think I think everyone should have have a foundation. And I think you know, I, I always say to people, even now, you know, there's a difference between, and this is where people get confusing. There's a difference between a martial artist and a fighter. Yes. The two complete different kettles of fish yeah. you know you know um a martial artist it's for life martial artist it's how you live your life how you know the martial arts for me has given me um skills that nothing else in the world could ever give me you know it's given me the discipline and stuff it's given me the drive it's given me the determination mm-hmm. it's 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 it's, it's setting this set of skills that has made me just go on to sort of be who i am um, and then the fighting side, you know, I'm quite lucky because I, I had both sides. Um, but the but the fighting side, you know, your fighting side is just fighting. You just you just want to fight, and the the long longevity within that is, is not as as long. And I, I find that a lot a lot of fighters after they finish their fight career, they don't continue with the martial arts. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they're just they're just two two little kettle of fish. But yeah, I mean, you know. Where would it be? I don't even know what I'd be doing if it, if it didn't do the martial arts. And I think for a lot of, you know, I say, I say to, to my students and my kids all, all the time, I, I teach, you know, I grew up on a council estate. I was one of four kids. My mum and dad were, were young. They didn't have much, but I had martial arts. 
yeah. and my martial arts is who, what, who and what has made me who I am today. Mm. Um, and because of, I, I've having that, it just it taught me a set of, uh, of skills and perseverance that you, you can't learn anywhere else. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Um, <laughs> did you find it hard then to transition from kind of going to the traditional styles over then to the Chinese, so like the Wushu, then over to the kickboxing, then the Muay Thai, because a lot of different kind of arts in there. Was it an easy transition or was it difficult uh, to kind of get your head in a different Yeah, I think, it was, I, I think the hardest, for me, I remember the, the hardest period was going from the Shotokan to the Wushu. Okay. Because obviously, you know, Shotokan is very hard. It's very, yeah, boom, boom, rigid. Boom. Yeah. you know, whereas the Wushu was like, oh, and then you saw like doing cartwheels and carved <laughs> up and, and I was like, wow, what's going on here? Um, and it was, it was trying to get, it was trying to go from that solid, solid foundation to go into being fluid and being and getting that getting that softness you know with the with the execution at the end of the softness sure. so i think the hardest part was 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 that transition and then i think once once i broke that transition to to that i think everything else then become sort of natural i was able to then adapt but i think that i think that that, that first initial transition from from doing the shotokan to going in to do the wushu I think that was that was the hard the hardest part for me in terms of the fighting fighting styles. Yeah, um, I always thought it was Bruce Lee. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just you know you, when, when I was throwing techniques, it was all you know it was always like, yeah <laughs> yeah dragon whips its tail you know you know, <laughs> it's also that so for the, for that side of me in terms of the fighting and stuff, I was always quite quite nifty and I was always on my feet because you know Bruce Lee never believed in being static and being standing still and I, I took I, like you know and then my idols are like Benny the Jet and you know you go you know what watching watching you know like I say you know like growing up in the 80s was amazing like yeah, it was, it was it, action, yeah. yeah it was just everything you know even like you know it was when obviously the PKA went over and then it become the attendance into the kickboxing and you know, and you, and you develop stars like, you know, Benny the Jess, Donald Dragon Wilson, you know, uh, I think um, Bill Wallace was still competing at yep. the time. You know, and you, and you had the likes of Dennis Alexio and you had like these, these, like, like these, I can't even, they were like, they were like gods, weren't they? Like, like they were huge like, names, weren't they? Yeah, huge. they were. And, it, and at that time, it was massive. It was massive. You couldn't pick up a magazine. And then obviously in this country, you know, you had Alfie Lewis. Yeah, you know, but you, know, you know, like so Bob Sykes and yep. you know, you, you, yeah, Chris Bowie, Joe Turney, Joe Turney used to love watching Joe, Joe Turney, <laughs> Peter O'Parra, um, and you sort of had these these figures that like you just you know week in like month in month out you could read about, you could watch, you know, you could you you, you I, I was you know my dad was buying me all the, the videotapes of like all the old kickboxing fights, but then you had like. The, the the movies that were coming out as well, the action movies. I just think at that at that time, it was like you know we were we were quite spoiled. Even though it was hard to get hold of, yeah, you, you sort of like like I think now because everything is sort of accessible, easily accessible, like they lose the 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 um, it's a bit of the magic, isn't it? Yeah, they lose that essence. Yeah. Whereas yeah. back then, like. Every like every week, you'd wait for the new new martial art movie to come out in the video shop. Yeah. You know, you had your fifty p waiting to <laughs> wait to hire. You know, waiting to hire it, and you know Jackie Chan. You know, you know, you look at um, what's it called, uh, Golden Harvest at that time, and the movies yeah. that they were oh. popping out. Yeah, and then you had Canon on yeah. you know that started started bringing them out. Yeah. 
it was just phenomenal. It was a phenomenal time to to to, to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you decide to start competing then? And uh, was there a reason for it? Just a natural. No, I just I always I competed as a kid. I was never um, I competed in karate as a kid because I think back back then it was sort of like you're getting a mat and you're gonna you're gonna sort of do it. Yeah. And I did I did a few tournaments as a kid. Um, I think the karate kid had a lot of influence in it and a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, he was trying to do the crane. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, yeah, I think back then, you know, it was just, it was a natural progression, I think, um, that, that you sort of made that transition over. And then I sort of, I, I won a tour, I remember winning a tournament over in Liverpool, and uh, I, was, I was like a traditional karate guy, and we were fighting freestyle guys. And, and I ended up winning the tournament, and I ended up getting a lot of support from everyone because um, I think it was only about. 12, 13, 14 mm -hmm. at the time. But I got like loads of support from, from these other clubs because like I felt like the karate kid, I felt like the outsider in the little white suit. And yeah, I yeah. all these like really good good guys and um and my dad was on the mat mats with me at the time. My dad was coaching me and stuff. And it was just like a, it was sort of like a little bit of a magical moment. And then I had a few years out because I played football or I went on to play football to a really high level and stuff. I still sure. continued to train but I didn't compete because obviously the the conflict yeah. of interest within them both, and then once I had an injury, uh, I had an injury in football, and um, and I just thought, you know what, I come back and I was playing like semi-professional, and I didn't really like it. I just a lot, I lost, I lost the love for it, and I just, I just did, didn't enjoy, didn't enjoy it because I'd had my heart set on, on 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 playing at a high level, and I think, and then just one morning, I remember waking up and I, I like I was the girl I was with at the time, and. I was like, there's a competition in Manchester today. And <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> I was like, there's a competition in Manchester, Reading in a martial art magazine. And she's like, yeah, I went, I want to go, just just have a go. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I went, I just, just want to have a go again. So I went, it was the WK Nationals, I think it was 1999 or 2000 or something it was. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and after having all that time out and I competed, and I come third. I, I had a bloodbath. I got battered. Um, <laughs> I got battered. I got battered. But you know, I've got that never, never say die spirit. And I remember Joe Turner being a referee, and he used to, he just used to let to like leather get flu everywhere. And, and I come third, and then I got the uh, opportunity to fight for the Great Britain team because it was the nationals and stuff. Uh, went over to Prague, fought in the World Championships that year, got silver, and then that was it. Just I just thought, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm actually better than I thought I was at this, and yeah, yeah. you know, and but I was never, oh, I, say, I was never naturally gifted. If that makes sense, like I always believe hard work outdoes talent when talent doesn't work hard. You yeah. can be the most, you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you're if you're if you're the hardest worker in the room, you know, when I, I and I have that, that that attitude where I never give up, like I never give up. If if like the amount of times I got beat. I used to see it as being one step closer to winning. So yeah. every time I got beat, I didn't go, oh, I'm being beat again. I'd go, right, okay, that's out the way. I'm now a little bit closer to winning. Yeah. And I just used to, I used to learn that way. And I, I used to, and excuse me, I've adapted that mentality to everything that I, that I, I do. Where so, do you think that mentality came from? Do you think it was family, just, upbringing, just no, training? Martial arts, from the martial yeah. arts training. I think, you know, when I was, I started martial arts when I was six and I didn't get my black belt until I was 18. Yeah. I was, I was a brown belt for about six years, which yeah. is the hardest thing in the world, but. So close. 
Yeah, but, yeah. but, the, but the reason being is they never used to, they never used to grade to so a senior yeah. grade when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, they never used to grade you unless you were, you were an adult. Yeah. Uh, there were some clubs that did, you know, and it was persevering. And it was sorry, it was uh, it was their own personal choice to, to for, for them to be like that. So I used to see people coming into the club as a white belt and get into black belt yeah. before I'd even graded again. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, you know, and I think that, I think that just that, that taught me a lot of. Um, it taught me. I mean, one, you know. The chances of getting someone to do that nowadays would be next to nil. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, just to have that perseverance and desire. But it it it, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot of discipline. You know, I was, you know, like I said before, I had these figureheads around me and, and my dad yeah. was a big, big influence on me and my, my granddad was a big influence on me. And I had these these people around me that that helped sculpt me into who I was. And and I just I just have that attitude where, you know, I, I I'm, I believe in, in that the only person in the world that can stop you achieving anything you want is you. Nobody else. It's you. It's down to you. You know, because you're the one that gives up on yourself. Nobody else, you know, you can't, you can't rely on anyone in this world except yourself. You know, and, 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 and it's down to you. It's down to you how much hard work you put in, how many times you keep going. And, you know, and I think you, you have this moment where, People just quit, you know. You have this, have this, you know. You, 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 you know, you know yourself when you're teaching, and you're like, right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this, and they go, oh, I can't do that, mm. and you're like, you haven't even tried. <laughs> it's, it's like you don't tell me you can't do something yeah, when yeah. you haven't tried, and unfortunately, that's systematically put into us when we're children, from from when your parents, and it's not down to to, it's not down to your parents' fault or the way you've been brought up, but from the minute you're born. You, you like and you start learning you're told don't do this don't do that you can't do this you can't do that so as soon as soon as someone tells you to do something that's a little bit difficult everyone just automatically goes can't do that yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's and and it's like right we need to break that mold we need that to conditioned response yeah it is we need to we need to change that mold so that you 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 then start thinking different and i don't know i don't like i, I just become that way i think and and, and you know, it's sort of like I just had, like, like I said before, I had that desire to to want to be Bruce Lee, and yeah. and it was just like, and it was just it was that burning desire within myself that that sort of never let me ne never let me quit on myself. Even now, you know, now you know, you, like, you know, t times get hard sometimes, and you're going for for acting jobs, and you know, one one minute you're finishing on a on a, a big movie, then the next minute you don't have work for ages. And psychologically, it's hard. You know, it's it's a hard response to go. Well, how come how come I've just worked on that, and now I've got I've got this. Sure. But it's down to it's down to having that, that that mental attitude and perseverance. Where it's like, do you know what? I've knocked before and I've been turned away, so I'll just keep knocking again. Yeah. And then eventually, someone's gonna go. Yeah, of course. You know, it's here. You know, come in. Um, and and so yeah, it's you know, it's just. I, I just I just have that never die never 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 say die attitude where I just I just keep going and I'm a firm believer in myself and I try and I try and that is one of the key principles that I try and give to all the kids that come to my dojo yeah. is that you know I like if you want to succeed in life it's down to you it's down to the choices that you make it's down to having that positive attitude and it's down to working hard you've got to work hard. You know, you can't know like I think we live we live in a society now where everyone thinks they're entitled. They've got this sense of entitlement. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it's like 
and and I think it's wrong, and I think it's like it's set in schools in terms of you know now. So so when you're academically good at something, you get praise and you get put into groups and everything else. Yeah. When you're physically good at something, they've took that away from you. You're not allowed to be good at something no more physically. Yeah, yeah. So so if if it's like all the races, like no one wins. I'm like no one wins. I'm like <laughs> you know I'm like. You, so, so what you're doing there is is you're teaching like I, I was I was I was I was a physical student. I was I was good at every sport. I was creative with art. I was good at art and I was good at, with the English language and stuff. Yeah. But everything else, I wasn't. You know, I was I was average. Sport, I excelled in everything. The, the, yeah. Everything, everything as a kid. So now you're taking that away from kids. I'm like seriously. I'm like so you're telling me that because they're physical or something, they now can't be rewarded for it. Yeah. But if they're academically good at something, you're going to give them all, yeah. that, all that praise. Yeah. I'm like, you're systematically bullying kids and you're systematically taking confidence away from kids and you're, you're programming kids to go, well, there's no point in me doing that no more because I don't win. Mm -hmm. So I think, I, think, I think it's wrong what the schools do. I think, you know, I think they're doing that. I think you've got to have that, you know, life. Me personally, life is about winning. From the minute you're born, it's about winning. And I don't mean that in terms of like winning medals or winning things. I mean winning life. Yeah. Like in order, to, in order to, to succeed at something, in order to, to, to challenge yourself and everything else, you need to win at life. You need to push forward and you, and you need to do the things that you do. And that, for me, that, that is a key principle. And, I, and I, I, I try and have that ethos. So to then try and take it away from kids in school, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I just, I, I hopefully, I'm hoping that at some point it goes, it's it switches back and you, you know you're allowing to reward the people who are good are good at what they do physically yeah fingers crossed and um, when did you decide then to become a coach was it a natural thing to go into coaching you yeah. pushed into it did you like uh, doing it or? yeah do you know what i think i think when you get to a certain point in martial arts i think you know it's i think it's part of, of your growth yeah. i think i think you get to a certain point where you start to understand like it's about you it, it, even when you teach it's still about you because yeah. I, I find out i learned so much more about who i was yeah. as soon as i started coaching yeah. so it's like i used to start teaching i was teaching at my instructor school master master brian mckinney's and stuff and i was taking classes there and i could find myself sort of like learning these other skills that that come in you know in being able to spot you know people whose ability wasn't very good, then you start teaching in different, in diff, different methods. So understanding how one person moves to the other and being able to sort of, ev not everyone takes instruction in the same way. You know, some teams take it visually, some take it through, through listening, you know, and you sort of having to deal with, with the, 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 them things. And it, I think the minute I started teaching, I started to blossom as a martial artist and I started to understand more about what I'd been doing, sure. like as well, um, and I just love it. I, you know, you know. I think, I think one of the most important jobs, you know, in the world is 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 being a parent. I think I don't think there's there's a there's a more there's a bigger important job than being a parent, and being and having the responsibility to teach these kids and teach them a set of skills and a set of, set of ethics that could set them up for life. Yeah. You know, I think every martial arts instructor needs to understand that they're in this, 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 you sort of become this like um, role model to these kids. And I think, and, and personally for me, you know, the amount of kids that I've seen over the years that 
grow up into adults and then they come up and oh, come up to me on the street and they're like, listen, thanks for that years ago. You know, I had like a job interview and I remember like this grading that we did and it helped me get through it. And, yeah. and you sort of like, you know, I had, a, I had one of my students who went on to be a fighter pilot for the RAF, yeah. you know, and I helped them lose the weight and stuff. And I remember um, I trained them and he come to me and, and I helped them lose the weight and to get in because you have to be a, a certain weight to, to be in the planes and stuff. And he went on and he did it and he became a fighter pilot for the RAF. And, and, you know, and I remember him writing me this letter and, and I just, and I thought to myself, you know, to have, have that much impact on some, somebody's life is, is fascinating. And I think, you know, I think for, for, for as martial artists and as, as, uh, as an instructor, I think, you know, you, you have a certain responsibility sound like Spider-Man either, don't I? You have a certain, a certain responsibility power, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to, 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 pass over to, to pass over to them. And, and if you install them good, them good ethics into their children, then, you know, they, they could become better people. And, you know, what we need in society is better people. So, so that, that, that's, what, that's all I try to do. Yeah, fantastic. And how long have you been teaching kind of full-time for now then? Uh, 20 years. So yeah. yeah, about twenty. So, years. A lot of but, kids there. I'm sure that have have gone. Yeah, on you know, I've, you know, I've, I've had fighters. I've had, you know, I've had all kinds of kids, all kinds of kids. You know, and and you you, you see them sort of ex excelling and going off into their own fields and yeah. and and you know and and it's nice when they they remember you and 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 they say you know and you know obviously since since gangs come out, I, I've had thousands, <laughs> thousands. You know, and, it, and it's and it's that niceness, it's that sweet because like there's some students that are coming back that I haven't spoke to for years, and you know, you know, you're reconnecting with them, and they're like, God, oh, it's amazing, and, and you know, so so it, you know, twenty years of 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 doing this professionally as a professional martial arts instructor, and the thousands of people's sorts of lives that you've had and shining influence in, you know, it's been it's been nice. It's a, it's a it's a it's a great privilege to be able to do what we do. Definitely. Um, let's move on to the movie side of things then, and the TV okay. and the acting and the stunts and things like that. How did that all begin then? Uh, well, 2005, mm -hmm. I went over to, uh, to Los Angeles, went yep. over to LA. Um, before I was going, um, I wanted, I was, all I wanted to go to LA for was to train. You know, you've got like, you had like Simon Ree, Philip Ree, you had Benny the Jet, Baz Ruthin, the all that places out there. 2005, the kids won't remember this, but when we used to have the internet, it used to be a dial-on tone. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so you, uh, I basically send these emails out to, to, to Benny's gym, Sensei Benny's, Sensei's Benny's gym and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'd like to come and train when I'm out there, if I, if I can use the facilities and stuff. And they were like, yeah, it's fine. So as soon as I landed into, into, into LA, I got into my hotel, first thing, da -da -da, ringing, ringing his gym. Can I come? Yeah, come down tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. and just, just do some training. So it, I turned up and uh, I think it was in West Hollywood at, at, his, at his gym, the, the Jets gym there. And um, I go in and, I, you know, I, for me, I, I just wanted to go to get pictures. So yeah. it's like, it's very gym, you know, sneak down outside, thumbs up with the thing up. And I thought, you know, this is what I want. And me like posing on a bag, smiling and, and stuff. <laughs> Um, and the girl I was with at the time, you know, she 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 come along with me to, to do all my photography. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I take the pictures and stuff. So <laughs> so we go in there and I sort of like I met Cody on reception. Then I felt like he was sort of interviewing me, he asked me those questions, and I never the one thing I never did is I never went with me, me gear the first day. 
Okay. Because I didn't want to be that guy, you know, like, hey, I've come to train. Sure. I didn't, like, I'm not, like, I'm really, I'm really respectful and stuff. So I turned up and they were like, oh, have you got your gear with you? And I was like, no, no, no. And they were like, oh, it's okay. So they took me out back to, like, this shop that they had. Let me pick out some some kits. And then I come back in. They give me a set of gloves. And then I just started, like, I was in a bag room. And I was in the bags and stuff. And then a woman knocked on the window. And I, I because the, the bag room was like, it was, it was hard to say. It was like a conservatory thing, you know, with the, with the bags in the statue. Sure, yeah. um, so I opened the window and it was Sensei Sarah, it was Benny's wife, and she's like, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then I, then I thought, of, like, she was asking me questions. I thought, I feel like I'm getting interviewed here. <laughs> you know, like, this is like part two of my interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, she's like, it's nice to meet you. You know, you move really well. And I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. So then she goes off, she comes back, and she's like, Sensei Benny's coming back, he wants to meet you. So I'm like, Oh my god! I'm like Benny the Jet wants to meet me, you know. Yeah. I'm like really? So, um, so anyway, so like I'm like a kid in the sweet shop, my head spinning. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna go on. I'm like I'm gonna meet Benny the Jet, you know. Frank Girling hard. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was like you know, <laughs> you know, Wheels on Meals is probably like one of the greatest fight teams to ever yeah. to ever take place between Benny and Jackie, and yeah. you know, and and so I went in, got showered, come out. Sure enough, Sensei Benny comes in. Hugged me and then we sat down and we talked. I reckon it was close to three hours. He, wow. he just he just sat sat at the front of the thing, and then he turned around to me at the end of it. He's like, he's like, Haley, you know what are you doing while whilst you're here? And I was like, I've got nothing planned. So he says to Cody, sort of like write down the address for tomorrow. Gives me this this address and he's like, be in nine a.m. So I was like, okay. Didn't ask what it was. So I'm not going to ask. Benny the yeah, go, okay, yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah. So so we go away and the next morning get in the cab. So we go to Santa Monica and Fairfax, and I'm at the Lee Strasberg. So I go in, I'm, I'm in the Lee Strasberg film institute, you know, acting, top actors in the world are trained there. And I'm sat there and I'm just like, and I'm like, the girlfriend's looking at me go, what's going on here? <laughs> so I haven't got a clue. So next thing I go in, like I've got my bag with me, we go in, and like there were stunt guys there that were working on Spider-Man at the time and stuff like this. And yeah. and then next thing, Benny's like, you know, we've got a guest. He's going to join us for a few weeks, several weeks. You know, just, just start doing bits. And, you know, and then I just started doing little bits bits there with Benny. And once I, once I finished my, my trip in LA, he um, he said to me, that's it now. He said, you're part of my stunt team. And like, yeah, I want you to be my ambassador for the UK and stuff like this. And and I thought, oh, that's a nice gesture. You know, it's a nice yeah, way yeah. To, to, to finish. I didn't really think anything of it. Sure. Um, the phone went in the dojo because I was going up to, I was going to Vegas and then up to Seattle after that. Yeah. The phone yeah. goes in the dojo and, and they're like, it's for you. I'm like, who's calling me? And I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. Who's going to be? But it was Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's daughter. Yeah. Because yeah. they were friends. And obviously I was going to Seattle to pay my respects mm-hmm. to Bruce Lee. So all this happened, and then he said, you know, you're going to be this thing. So I finished the rest of my trip off in the States, and I come back to the UK, and I think it was about, it must have been about three, two, three weeks after, and the phone goes in the, in, in the house, and uh, next thing I'm like, you know, I get this phone, it's like, Lee, you know, phone for you, and I'm like, who is it? And I'm like, that's when we used to, we used to have phones in the house that were plugged in. <laughs> With like a wire, yeah? With wire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for people I didn't know, so... Um, and I was like, she was like, she was like, it's Benny, and I was like, Benny, you? And she was like, Benny, Benny, Benny the Jet. And I was like, wow. So, so I come onto the phone. And I was like, hi, Sensei. And he's like, hey, he goes, uh, we're coming to the UK. We're doing a movie. What are you doing for the next couple of months? And I was like, 
well, just apart from work, nothing. He's like, you know, can you get the time off and stuff? So I was like, yeah, you know, no problem. Work wouldn't give me the time off, so I quit. You know, it was just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a no-brainer, you know, being given sort of, you know, something that you've worked to and, you, you know, somehow. Yeah. Um, so I started working on a movie with, with Tente Benny. I started training the lead actor. Um, and then this happened several times. I went over to Bulgaria. We did, we did a movie over in Bulgaria. Um, and then I, uh, I had a bit of a, bit of a time off from, from filming. I had a bit of a, uh, I had a personal, some personal stuff going on. Got married, divorced, as you do. Um, and I had, I had this break. And then it was about, oh, I'm going to go seven or eight years ago. I got a phone okay. call off Joey Anza. Who played Dash in Bourne? Um, yeah. And Joey, Joey uh, sorry, I got a message off him. And Joey, Joey messaged me and he's like, you know, I want you to do. We're doing Green Street Three. You know, would you like to come on board? We're doing it with Scott Adkins and yeah. blah blah blah. You know, we'll, we'll give you a fight with Scott. And I was like, yeah, you know, wow, yeah, you know, yeah, sign me up. Great. You know, it'll be brilliant. So we went down, did that, and then uh, you know, I got to, I got to work with Scott. Me and me and Scott did this fight team. In Green Street 3, I actually take two full hits. I take a kick <laughs> to the head. Um, only because we were meant to fail film. We were filming in slow motion. And the way it was the way it was being filmed with the frames that it was up, you, you know, you'd see, you'd see it wasn't him. Sure. And, I was just, and they were like, what do you want to do? And I was just like, I oh, just kick me in the head. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you do, you do, you know. And I was like, so so we did it. Um, and then from there, you know, I just seemed to make an impression with a film producer that was working on Green Street, who then cast me in another movie. And then it just started, I started picking up pace with, within the industry and I started getting, getting my name around. And uh, obviously, once you get yourself an agent and you start going into auditions and having auditions and stuff. Uh, and just, you know, I think, I think I'm like, I love film, love it, love it. I'm a massive, massive geek, a massive film geek. You know, I just... I'm obsessed with film. I've been obsessed with film since since, since I was a kid. Um, so when I'm there and I have the opportunity to be able to perform, every every time I'm 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 on set, you know, I, I feel privileged to be there. It's completely privileged to be there. You know, sometimes trying to keep your your shit together is really hard. You know, you've got these like actors, and you know, Gary Oldman, yeah. Gary Oldman, you know, yeah. you know, working on um, on Gangs of London with Gareth, you know, yeah. the director of the Raid. Yeah. you know just Amazing, insane, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know master the debut for her you know and obviously Olga you know fighting Dave Batista and final yeah. score yeah, yeah you know it's, it's like so you you're sort of there and it's you know you, you, you're as professional as you can be but the the, the film geek that's inside of me he's going Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so so you you know having that opportunity to be able to 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 perform and also the trans I mean another transition transition from the, the the martial arts yeah. to film is completely different. Yeah. It's like everything you have ever been taught in in your martial arts goes out the window, yeah. and, and this and film fighting is a completely different art within itself. Sure. And and that you know, in I think, you know, I think uh, again, you know, being a student all the time, and you know, I always see myself um, as a student rather than uh, rather than as this like big high and strong. I'm, I'm a student of the art i'm a student of martial arts i'm a student of film and, and acting and and i just like to i like to watch and observe and, and just learn and having the opportunity to be around sort of like the people that i have and yeah. like the being at the pinnacle of their careers and seeing them to, to get to, to, to do what they do is just phenomenal phenomenal 
Amazing. What's it like to actually be on set then? So from the minute uh, you walk in, what's like a typical day like? Uh, or is there a typical day? Yeah, no, I think, I think every day is different. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, when I was on Gangs, so <clears> the, the, the feisty scene on Gangs. Yeah, how did Gangs come about? Um, well, I, obviously I'd worked with Jude Poyer before, um, yeah. you know, f absolutely phenomenal um, fight coordinator and stunt, stunt coordinator. Um, and he choreographed the fight between me and Dave Batista with Chris Webb in uh, in final score. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they knew what I was capable of, and I'd done I'd done a few other things with 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 you before, and uh, we've become you know we're, we're, we're friends and stuff. And and uh, I sort of I had an audition in London for a Guy Ritchie movie um, in the morning, and then I, I had the audition for for Gangs in the afternoon. So. I went for the I went for the audition for Gangs and obviously I knew knew it was with Gareth and stuff and you know I, I was nervous you know I'm, yeah, I'm you yeah. know now I've got to I've got to do do this do, this performance and stuff and and we went in and I knew it would be I knew it would be a physical audition because I'd sort of like been sort of semi briefed on how, you know what the character was what he was doing sort of semi not fully understood what what the scene was about but being given a little breakdown and. Uh, so we went in and the, the guys in there, you know, Andy Craig. Um, and and then they um Andre was in there as well and Jude and they, they sort of like went through the uh the a little bit of the, the choreography and stuff. So it's like okay, so we did we, we did a little bit of choreography and I went through it and then and then it was like I thought it had been told I was getting stripped down to my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a weird it wasn't a weird audition. That kind of audition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I stripped down to my boxer shorts uh, and uh, I, I had a pair of boots on and stuff. And at that time I was in really good nick. Yeah. Um, and Gareth, you know, obviously wanted to come. They had you know the director has a vision of how they want this character to look and stuff and he said to me you know if it comes down to it will you be able to put weight on for the scene you know we want you to look like this monstrosity this this big you know like like you know, the way a silverback gorilla looks you know big shoulders chest but then there's like a you know the belly is always a little <laughs> bit rounded so i was like yeah you know whatever you know whatever it takes and then obviously i went away and you know i thought thought to myself you know, I was all right there. I did a decent, you know, performance, and I was yeah. putting it in, and I took direction and stuff. And then, and then it was a couple of, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, I think I might have been there a month or two months later. And then obviously I got the phone call to say that I got you got the part and stuff. And and then prep went into into the role itself, and I'm putting I put two stone on for the role. Um, obviously put 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 the weight on, and I just sort of like cut my cardio down a little bit. Yeah, did you struggle with that? As someone that's used to your routine, used to your diet, I'd imagine used to your training yeah, plan. Do you know what? I, I, I think, guy. Yeah, I think I struggled more on set because okay. because like um, because I was body conscious and yeah. obviously I'm in my underpants, in my underpants, <laughs> yeah. and I've got this weight on, and because you're not used to that weight, I think sure. I, I think I struggled more with that. So I mean, feel a little bit unnatural. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously you know, excuse me, <coughs> your sense of attention you and the star and then obviously men's fantastic um stud guy you know you're you're there and you know you and the whole thing's on you and you know you're going to perform and all i think like when you're not used to like that weight yeah like you know it, it, it can have like sort of a little bit of a psychological effect on you a little, yeah. yeah a little bit detrimental yeah. and the whole time i was i was sort of 
but then I just switched off from that. You know, I just like I think the first first day I was in my underpants was was for the for everyone that's seen it was the initial scene where Elliot comes in and I'm counting putting the cash in the bag and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you know, obviously, you just sort of you just put it aside in the end. You know, it's like like fighting, isn't it? Everything when you when you go into a fight, you can't go in with anything else except that fight and vision in your head. And I use the same same attitude to to when I perform and when when I go on. You know, I don't I, I totally switch off from the fact that there's other people around. And at that at that particular moment, I am that person. I am in in, in that scene and in that in that character. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, a typical day on set on there. It, it, it was. It was hard, hard. It, it was hard. I'm not long you know, hours. Yeah, it was. You know, we were. I was probably doing 10, 10 hour, ten hour shoots. Yeah. I think we did like five days initially, and then we did we did some pickups. Yeah. And and it's like keeping that intensity up as that character and being that aggressive. And you know, what what people have got to understand is that even though that I mean, it's it, it's not sure fight. It's, it's it's a long fight in terms yeah. of you know, screen time and everything that we're doing and. You've got that performance in, so it's not just like going. Da, 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 da. You've got like them, them drama, dramatic performances in between as well, where obviously Lens lost his, his shit and he's gone psycho, and yeah, yeah, and the energy level sort of sort of lifts each yeah. time that I'm on it. And they didn't want me to just go explode and go full psycho. They wanted me to sort of step it up each Build time. It. Yeah, so every time that Elliot. I'd just get more and more annoyed the fact that he just wasn't dying or he wasn't, you know, it was yeah. like, oh, um, but then trying to, trying to stay within, in that moment. And, and you sort of like, you just have to be, you have to be there. You have to sort of like keep in that character and you sort of, you know, try not to, 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 to break that mold. So, cause, cause as soon as you lose the energy, if I lose energy, the first, the first people I pick it up are the viewers. Yeah. And 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 then and then all of a sudden something just doesn't doesn't become real, and I think I think within that you know I was just I knew more than anything I knew my capabilities as as a performer in terms of the the martial arts and stuff because yeah know, I've done it every day and I know that you know my main thing to me was my performance as this psychopath and making it believable that when everyone watches it they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, it's like, geez, you know, what, what, yeah, where's this yeah. going to go? Yeah, you did a good job of it, mate, I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was brutal. It was gritty, wasn't it? It was probably yeah. one of the grittiest kind of fight sequences or things that I've seen, definitely on TV. Yeah. Um, was it different to some of the stuff that you worked on before in terms yeah. of... Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said before, you're working with Gareth Evans and you're working with yeah. Matt Flannery. You know, both these guys, for me, revolutionised martial arts movies for when the raid come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they they just raised the bar completely. And I, and I think, you know, with the action that Jude has put in, you know, uh, Jude's uh, Poya, you know, with, with, with these with, with these guys, and you, you look at this TV series, the bar's been raised so high. Yeah. You know, like it's massively raised. So I, I think every, every, everyone that's watched this just gone. Oh my god! You know, you look at episode five. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 you know, the house. You know, where oh, epic, yeah, epic. You know, it's just like you know, you just don't get that on TV. No. Um, and it's, it, you know, it all comes down to these guys, and it, it comes down to you know, um, for, for the work ethic that they've come and the way the way the cinematography is. Yeah. You know, that, like that that fight, like that that I did. You know, there's there's some camera angles that I was there when he made it, and I remember watching it, thinking, "Wow, what was what I'm, you know, how, how was that how was that coming?" Yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, I mean, Matt and, um, and, and Gareth are just geniuses at what they do, you know, and, 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 and the relationship they have and, and the understanding of, of how each other work. You know, it, 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 was ju- it, it was just mind-blowing to watch them two in, in action as well. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the, the, the people that you're on set with, you know, like I said before, men's, you know, men's was uh, Shopee's stunt double. So there was no wires in that, by the way. All right. Yeah. yeah, so when you see him flying through the air and hit the wall, he actually just got through him. Through that was the a good air. old thud as well on that wall. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. hit the wall. And then the bit where I throw him over my head. Yeah. That's just me throwing him over my head. So he was, he was like, there was no, there was no, there was nothing in that. Everything was, was us and it was, and I think that's, that's why um, it felt the way it did. And also, <laughs> funny story, I turned up for rehearsals um and I got met. I got me. I meet met by Jude. So Jude pulls me aside with with Chris Webb, um, and they both go right. They don't want you to be friendly with shopping. Right. So I was like, right, okay. I was like, you know, in 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 what terms? And they're like, you know, we want you to keep this awkwardness between us. So I was like, right, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. So then. If you, if, you, if you ever meet Chopper, he's the most charismatic guy. He's the, he's a he's a gentleman. He's he's just like he's just an amazing guy. He's an, he's an amazing actor, and it was hard to try and keep that up all the time. So I just cut him short in conversations and walk away because <laughs> yeah. that's that's how. But I think like I like I understand completely why they did it because that transgresses onto screen and it's sort yeah. of like you sort of have that you have that that moment where no one really understands like what's going on between us and he's sort of like a little bit edgy because I've been standoffish yeah. you know so it adds to that to that fear factor and I always remember when when you told me I always remember the story Benny told me year, years ago uh, and he said that when when him and Jackie Chan worked on uh, uh, Wheels on Meals <clears throat> um, Jackie Chan told Benny they were going to have a fight at the end of filming mm-hmm. So in Benny's head, the whole way through filming, he thought that they were going to have this this match up at the end. Yeah, yeah. So so I think that's why when you when you see that fight and that intensity, yeah, that, translates. So, yeah, yeah. So so obviously for me, when 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 Jude said this, I had this this in my head, and I remember Benny telling me the story and stuff. And I just it, it was hard. <coughs> Excuse me, it was hard because I'd say you know the guy is you know he walks into a room and. He's just—he's just so charismatic. He's just—he's just got something. Um, I, th- I think he's destined for major, major things. He's a—he's a phenomenal actor, and it's hard to like to to be that like that. I, I was just—I was a bit of a knob, if I'm honest. You know, <laughs> like that, that that sort of. Uh. So when when we finished when we finished filming, um, and we're there, and and so I come up. And everyone gives me this like big claps and stuff like this. And I've never had that. And I was like, oh wow. You know, yeah. and then me and Chopper had the, like at this moment he come up to me, he's like, oh, and I went, listen, I said before we go any further. I was like, <laughs> I was actually told to be a bit thing, yo. Yeah. Like, oh, I goes, I wondered why. He said, I can see you speaking to everyone else. And then with me, and I was thinking, am I upset? What have I done? Yeah, yeah. Have I done something wrong? <laughs> but I think, you know, I think you know, that that added to, to that and then yeah. obviously when you see see the to see the final the final product which everyone's uh now being quite fortunate enough to see in the uk it's not, i don't think it's out in the us or 
the rest of the world until July. Um, you know, it, 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 as I say, the response has just been, you know, mind-blowing for me. I'm absolutely yeah. mind-blowing. I, I had Scott Atkins text me yesterday as well. He was, yeah. he, was saying, he was saying about it and stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, when you're getting the people that you look up to messaging you and saying, you know, you, you've, 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 you've done well and stuff, yeah. you know, it's nice, it's nice. Good little pat back. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice moment because you know, you just sort of everything you do, you aspire to, to for it to be memorable, and yeah. you hope that that you, you you give the audience what it is that they want to see. Make your mark. Yeah, it is, and, and, and I think you know, Len has left left his wellies and his underpants in everyone's minds. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait till Halloween next year. <laughs> year. I'm sure there's gonna be a few lens oh, walking there's around. Gotta be, there's gotta be. There's I mean, I'm. I'm going to get me and my son dressed up. It'll all be post-lockdown bodies as well, so everyone will already be there. It'll be fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> what's uh, for the future then? What What's the plans for the next year? Everything's obviously, I suppose, been a little bit put on hold for now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, for me, you know, in terms of my martial arts and stuff, you know, I want to start, um, I want to start expanding stuff in, uh, okay like maybe um franchising the school off and okay and, and in terms of um in, in terms of put my system out there for for, for other people to, to take on board to learn and, and for me to be the head of it mm-hmm. um in terms of uh the films and stuff you know just just see what's next you know you know you never know what's around the corner um i've just worked on something that um was really really phenomenal for me to, for, to I can't I can't say what it is ah, um, but, um, tease. yeah so uh but everyone will see you know you, you sort of you get your dream jobs and I've sort of I've just I've just managed to to, to have a little bit of that before we lockdown you know for me I'm just I'm grateful to work on anything you know to, to have the opportunity you know I seem to be at a, at a point in my career now where you know you I, I I, you know, you continue to work hard. You continue to to push forward. You know, there, there's so many outstanding guys out there and performers and you know actors and stuff. You know, and it, and it's always it's always good to be kept on your toes and to, to to be pushing forward. You know, I'm I'm not getting any younger. Um, so I need to I needed to make my mark and hopefully Len has has left a left a, a vision in every everyone's mind now. But yeah, just I mean. It's you know it's just unfortunate that we're in a, we're in the time that we're in at the moment. Yeah. Um, I imagine once this is all all done and dusted, uh, there'll be a lot of other things on on the horizon. Um, you know, for, for everyone, you know, I want I want that I want that for for, for everyone. I think I think at the, at the end of this, everyone really needs to to focus in on the dreams and, and push forward and, and making them happen. You know, that, that that's the that's the key principle for everyone, and mm-hmm. you know, m- myself included. Uh, you know, for me, my life is is good, but you know, it's my, my whole life's about my boy. You know, and yeah. I'm making sure that I I just I want to have success for him to have stability. So that that that's that's my 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 overall goal for the future is to drive sure, yeah, to ensure that you know he he has the best possible chances in life that he can have through through my success. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you as always, mate. So, yeah, thank you so much. No problem. Take care. Okay, thank you. Bye.